Good evening, friends, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? You, uh, you surviving down there? Yeah, it's the apocalypse. The, the end of the world is, is happening. I'll tell you, I, I had a enjoyable first week. Like it's, you know, it's nice. You have all the comforts. This, it's funny talking to you about this because this is your, you and our friend Zahn's normal life. I, is, I tried to make this home. joke last week. I said, I used to work from home and I still do. <laughs> I still do. But, right, I, but do. I used to, too. That's a, it's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Anyway. Uh, right. Yeah. Why don't we, um, we've got a couple pieces of media to talk about but before we do that why don't we recount um some some changes to our our i'm gonna say social lives which sounds like a weird way to say that but um in the in the light of these this uh new new sort of daily um circumstance lifestyle for some of our friends mine is pretty much uh indistinguishable from from normal you know people are talking about hoarding food and i'm like well i've got frozen burritos for at least three more weeks and uh <laughs> you know i've I, ha, but ha, so well i've been working from home for a decade now so that's true but it is a little bit easier though to talk to you about it because there has been some changes to your your normal life yeah that's the the one aspect that has changed is that now that everybody else is stuck at home like i am uh some people are actually making the effort to engage in social activities online. Yes. And you have, have you gotten, I, I know you're generally a, a, a not loner, introvert type person. I, I trend. Loner is not the right word. You, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, so, I'm certainly capable. We talked about this last week. I'm definitely capable yeah. of, of social interaction, but up to a certain point, And then I, you know, need need yeah. need some alone but how, how how is this dealing how is how is this going for you um being that like everyone's online all the time and not just like chatting but like talking and doing things and always available now it's, how's that feel i mean there are there have definitely been times where it's kind of exhausting right where i'm like mm-hmm. oh we all got on and played tabletop simulator for three hours last night like i'm good for like at least three or four days for uh <laughs> yeah but we... then they're like what are we doing today right <laughs> it's right. noon now um, it's 4 30 what now guys yeah it 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 is what it is the weekend honestly was quieter than i thought it would be after how busy the week was but i'm you know i guess you know people are working from home they're stuck at their computers and then once they're off i spent Saturday, I went over to the house and did some more painting, cutting in around the the walls where the trim is, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I started, I don't, well, I'm working on a on a project that's a gift. I don't think anyone involved listens to the show, but I won't go into details. Just in case. <laughs> um, that was, that was Sunday. And, um... Yeah, I mean, do you want to do you want to talk specifics about any of the stuff we did? Well, let's see. We I know we we've did a. It's it's interesting. This week, our our social group, uh, because now we're we're. I mean, we're very fortunate that we have, um, uh, a good group of friends who meet regularly. Anyway, yeah. and we even communicate, you know, with people who are away, like yourself and Fox and mm-hmm. some other people. We, uh, so we generally again, have, I, you know, at the very least 
some amount of shared interest. Yes, and and, and we least. but we also have you know interaction, even if it's just a you know uh, chatting on word chats. We 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 generally do interact with each other, uh, right. but now because of this thing, we we have even more so that. Um, so what we're doing is our our friend group friends group since we're all locked in and we all have we're all fairly tech savvy um are exploring new ways to be social instead of just meeting together and hanging out or having a beer or right. playing games so obviously our first thing we we did we we've been going through this week of uh, putting pushing technology right? right would you call it that like pushing trying all the different things failing and failing and yeah then- i mean it really it really started the the big the big change was uh you know a, what i call the exodus abandoning group me which mm-hmm. was a a nice tool piece of technology that allowed people to interact via text and app if people had old dumb phones back when we started using it but it had a lot of limitations and we were using discord for other things like the podcast and whatever anyway and i said why don't we just do everything on discord and uh, and so we did that, and that enabled us to more kind of see what's going on. Like, I know this is just a thing Discord does. Like, I can look and see if a couple people are playing a game, if Chris is in Factorio or whatever, if, if Aaron is playing Diablo 3. I know, oh, he's playing Diablo 3. I'm going to jump in there and, and say, yeah. say hi to him. If we were still using GroupMe, he might not have Discord running, and then I wouldn't know. I mean, I could probably yeah. see it in my blizzard launcher but that means i'm already maybe getting ready to play some blizzard game um and so with that in place and with you guys not getting together for tuesday games uh we instead got on tabletop simulator um i showed up late you guys played what did you play first oh i don't even remember um oh um tiny towns tiny towns that's right that's a good game yeah, it is good. And it's a good game for lots of people. Yeah, it plays like 8, 10? Not 10. Uh, I think yeah, eight. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, actually, it plays as many as you have boards because, yeah, it plays because we played 150 people at Gen Con. Oh, true. Yeah, you can do it sort of tournament style. That's an interesting yeah. idea. Hmm. I'll, I'll, <laughs> All of a sudden, you just sparked an I'll, idea. I'll to see if i can remember that uh tomorrow yeah like to pl- try to play games sync asynchronously all together with multiple groups yeah well not- well trotsky talked about splitting the groups but all staying in the same uh voice chat which we could do if we were doing something like that tournament time yeah see, see th- this is example listeners of how we're doing things these days is that like this week has been let's try an idea let's do a different thing and you know it it the big thing is that we have a lot of people in our group that are very okay with trial and error. Like we just hang in there and sure. try this and try that. And then we'll end up with something that works and sticks and goes. And uh, I think that tabletop simulator is a, a thing that we are going to do. I think we're narrowing it down to using video share for discord for our uh, shared movie time. Yeah. Right? I I was going to, I was going to get to that, that next. So that was Tuesday. And then, um, Thursday, instead of because, you know, everything's shut down, at least all the the bars and restaurants, um, you guys got on Discord voice fairly early, though that just seems like it to me because my day runs later. Um, Just got on Discord voice and I don't know, probably people having beers, drinks, whatever at home and just hanging out virtually. And then that 
segued into uh, streaming a movie, you played uh, the movie Airplane. I did want to ask you mm-hmm. if you enjoyed that experience. I know when we watched it for the show and talked about it, you were a little down on it. But uh, it's it seemed like a pretty fun experience to watch. Of course, I think almost everybody had seen it. And the people who hadn't, I don't think Justin had, uh, didn't seem to mind us like laughing and talking over and explaining all the old yeah. 70s and 80s references. Yeah, it's uh, you're right. I mean, and I was aware of that when we were watching it, it was that I was a little down on the show uh, on the movie. I still maintain that it's if you're going to sit and watch it yourself, it's not a great movie. I mean, this it, it's still and I said this last summer mm, when we were sure, watching sure. this movie yeah. was that it's just the same way that um, Rocky Horror Picture Show when you watch it just in isolation as its thing, it's just okay. Yeah. Um, but when you watch it with a group of people who had maybe a little couple beers to drink and they're there to be entertaining and to have the mystery science theater thing. It's a different experience, right? And airplane is perfect for, you know, one liner, one liner, one liner. It makes no sense. Nothing yeah, makes sense. And it Nothing was, makes sense. You know? It was interesting to me to watch it with Pat, who is, um, he's about your age. I don't know. He's a few, he's few years, a few years older than me. Um, and so he knew all the references. Like there's an actual movie. I mean, that's not that airplane isn't an actual movie. There's a non-satirical movie, um, like flight, Disaster Flight 187. I forget the title. But it's okay. this exact story about a plane that has some problem in the air. And they have to get one of the passengers to land it, right? But it's a serious movie. And the story of Airplane is just that story with all these zany jokes. But I didn't need to know that. Like, I've seen that movie three times at least three times and laughed at all the jokes. And, um, and so I didn't need that to enjoy it. And there's another joke later where the, the wife has the, the, you know, internal monologue about how her husband never has a second cup of coffee at home, which is a, (laughs) is a quote from some, you know, coffee Folgers Folgers commercial, which I also didn't know. I was just like, Oh, it's funny because like he's getting a second cup of coffee and that's weird. And then later he throws up and she's like, he never vomits at home. Like the joke is still funny, even though I don't get the reference. And to me, that's I think that's what I one of the things that I said when we talked about it, you know, months ago, whatever. I said, if you've never seen Star Wars, Spaceballs is probably not funny. I don't know who hasn't seen Star Wars, but they're out there. Um, You don't have to know any of these 70s references to appreciate airplane at least for me um yeah yeah so it it was and it, it, it's the same thing we talked years ago when we talked about laugh tracks it's you know it's something just watching without a laugh track it's not that funny right always but you Which watch airplane doesn't always have and, that and other people are laughing and yeah uh, and then, then you get somebody who just finds it absolutely hysterical and they're not laughing cackling they're just like chuckling and they mm-hmm. can't kind of stop and then you find it mildly amusing but it makes it more funnier <laughs> so it's infectious laughter so yeah. yes airplane was much better watching it with a group of people right you know having a good time it's a different experience and what? you know maybe that's something we could also just discuss in some of our shows we watch is that some things are not that we do the venue that we need to watch them in all right so anyway our technology has been that we've we've done a lot of video game stuff we um 
do we since we're now using Discord as kind of our social center ish area, mm-hmm. is that video or audio is included? So even when we're playing games, people now hop on for audio just in case, which right. is evolving people to be even people who weren't real big audio people now are putting on their headsets because they do for work now. Right. Right. And, or anything. And uh, so, heck, I've even had uh, some of our other friends, uh, Bill, my buddy that we've had on the show. I've got several friends up in, um, in the, uh, Indianapolis and Chicago, and they started doing like uh, movie get together or hang out online on voice type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the new new thing and it's going to be for a while yeah i think that's the biggest thing it's going to be for a while everybody knows that yeah this is a thing that um that andrew and his buddies used and probably still do like they would play games for a while and they'd watch a movie they would just sit on discord for you know several hours and i would give him kind of a hard time because he he would be loud and he's louder than me in general i'm fairly soft-spoken but uh, you know he'd set up his computer in the next room from mine and he would talk so loud that i could almost follow his conversation he's wearing headphones so i can't hear the other guys but Mm -hmm. i just hear him and then when i think when we were playing tabletop simulator i was like oh i understand now why andrew is so loud like (laughs) i had to be if if i had a joke to make or something to say i had to be loud to get we had like 10 people in the chat and you know i'm generally not that kind to like you know blurt stuff out if i want to make a joke and so i'm like "Ah, okay i'll be quiet but then when i did have a bit i wanted to do i had to be kind of loud to be heard (laughs) just just one of those things well we we also uh, the probably the last thing that i can think of is that we've been several of us had various forms of virtual reality stuff yeah the vr stuff and we we've started so we've started and we talked about this a little bit on the show but we've We've started to explore different ways, and that's that's just like VR in its infancy, where where a couple of us are getting together and we're working on okay, let's try this and let's let's try that. We we got together for a big screen, which is a, a movie sharing type thing, um, and it's it's good. I, I well, we can report next week and whether you know on the things actually, actually are panning out. Like, do something now. I think we're still yeah. I think this week we'll have okay. Now we did this technology. last week. Now yeah. let's do a thing. All right, let's do it. So do do you want me to, I don't know, this is probably not interesting, but I have maybe the, the cheapest possible uh, VR setup that I could actually participate in the big screen. If uh, Yeah, right. Uh, We had big screen and and everyone, it feels weird. It's it's cheapest possible assuming you own a smartphone, which is kind of a given if you're even considering a VR uh, yeah, we experience. we had we had a, it's just a smaller subsection of our group that has VR stuff, and we're go, go, as we knew that it's kind of excluding some people, but we wanted to do our thing, and then we went in there and we're watching it, and lo and behold, here comes Dennis, and I know Dennis does not have a VR headset, but right. how did you do that, Dennis? So I, since I was already in town, I went to the Meyer where I get groceries and checked in their electronics. Well, the only VR they have is. The, those like super cheap ones you put your phone in yeah right the face goggle things so the plastic thing was 10 bucks and i'm like you know what for 10 bucks i'll try it and so i i bought this plastic thing and then i have a pc that i game on uh mm-hmm. running steam so i downloaded steam vr 
I downloaded the big screen app, which is mm-hmm. like a gig, and a driver that's called like Ivory. It's like <laughs> okay. it's like Ivy with an R in the middle. It's like I V R Y. Oh, okay, I get it. Um, they have a Ivory. Dr- yeah, they have a driver in Steam, and they have an app on iOS and Android and a bunch of other stuff. It's basically a like um an intermediary service that lets various third-party vr systems work with steam okay right so i run the app on my phone i run the driver in steam i connect my phone to my windows computer with a with a cable and itunes you know and then somehow put, in here put, I, i'm expecting you to say i put some bubble gum and then some duct tape it's it's not too far off because I don't have a controller, right? There are no wands that connect to my phone. Um, you had the most uh, accurate-to-life avatar of all of us, so that was good. <laughs> oh, right, with the like the hat and the beard and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so that was You're like, hey, that looks like Dennis over there. That was a that was a funny experience. And and you know what? Nobody knew you had the cheapest headphones because they just saw your little avatar. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, if you count what a smartphone costs, it's not really that cheap. But you know, <laughs> the phone a phone is just a thing everybody has. It's not. It's like a car. Nobody counts. Right. The, you know what it what what that costs. Uh, <laughs> That's right. The, just it's a thing you need. The other thing we did this week is we picked up a new game. Yeah, we started playing. This was a, you know, I, I don't know how it kind of caught fire. I just, I was up late. We were doing one of our late night things again, social with the guys. I think we're playing Satisfactory is what it was. Mm. And Mike and I were playing really late, like two in the morning. And then I logged off and as game store fronts do, uh, Epic put Dauntless in front of my face. Right. And I was, and I watched the video. I saw it was free to play and I saw it was multi cross-platform and i just put it in chat hey guys i'm playing this tomorrow and then our buddy zon had already been playing it before um and he was mm-hmm. like i'm in and then some other people have just kind of been jumping on it and yeah, yeah it's, it's so the the thing the big positives for me with this game i downloaded it first on the switch tried it a mm-hmm. little bit didn't love it mm-hmm. um i don't think the the controller on a switch is really quite cut out for this level, especially in handheld mode. Like maybe if I played it on a TV with an external oh, controller, yeah. I would, but I'm not great at controller kind of thing. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> I did that first and then I downloaded it on the PC and tried it there and liked it better. I'm just a more comfortable with keyboard and mouse mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. aiming. It's basically the combat style of a game like monster hunter which I yep, have not really played, or are the Dark Souls games like this? Uh, maybe, yes, probably. It's not a genre I really play, so it's sort of action combat. There's no target lock. Um, stuff is not as slow as those other games. It's very fast, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of dodging and um, and comboing. Yeah. And the graphics, I described it to my sister as um, cartoony, like Overwatch or Fortnite. Yeah, so, right. and and I described the combat as kind of like Breath because she only games on a Switch. Like it's kind of like Breath of the Wild, although there's no 
target locking. Like in Breath of the Wild, you can lock on to the guy. And yeah, the, tar- the target lock bothers me a little bit, but I, I get over it. It would, be, it, it would be significantly easier with target lock, which is why I think it's not on there. But yeah, um, yeah and that's, the, the game has a, a deep meta to it. It really does like positioning and what you're attacking and where. Because right. if you just target locked, you'd have to target like every part. And that's kind of the point. Is yeah, what there's, parts there's can do what. there are things where you're you're knocking the tail off the thing because you need those mats. Anyway, the combat is just the combat. Like it's like queuing into a game of Overwatch or Heroes of the Storm. Like mm-hmm. you, you form a party, one to four players. You can queue solo. You queue into a hunt, and yep. if you queue solo, it'll match you up with people unless you set private, which you could. But I don't see why you ever would. It's definitely easier with group. Oh, um, for sure. It it scales, but there are other people for the monster to attack. So sometimes you get yeah. a little break to use the healing thing or whatever but you queue in you're on an island you got to go find the thing but it's not hard to find um and then you fight it and the the monster you talk about like yeah they're called behemoths there's one monster they're like huge things right you go find it we've gotten to the level where at a point in the fight the the behemoth will run away and then you got to go find him again and i assume some of that stuff gets more advanced as it goes the game is free to play so i'm waiting for the for the paywall like the point where it you can't have any more fun unless you play unless you pay or wait until tomorrow yeah well i i will say that i have recently been playing these kind kinds of games these kinds of free-to-play games and enjoying Mm. them uh we've gone over free-to-play and i don't want to rehash that at this discussion today but um I played a game called Paladins on the PlayStation. It's also on the PC, uh, which That's is a, a Fortnite type thing. No, no, it's a Capture the Flag, not Capture the Flag, a uh, Team Fortress it, Two type thing. Is it? Oh, it's it's not a MOBA. What am I thinking? Of? No, it's not. It's not a MOBA. It's and it's, it's not. Uh, it's not Battle Royale. No, but the, I also played another Battle Royale game, the Magic One. Uh, the Magic One. After yeah. that, and and. They those two were out of the same company, and I know Fortnite follows this same kind of thing. I'm not sure who makes Dauntless. I should look that up before we talk about these things. Um, On PCs, but, it's Epic exclusive. But oh yeah, but who makes it? Is it Epic? Doesn't make that because I know Epic makes uh, Fortnite, right? Yeah, yeah. So so I mean maybe they make Dauntless because the, the, here's the thing: this is where I'm trying to long way to get to, is that they really. The, the way to do these successful, good kind of uh, uh, young kid, 15 to 25-year-old <laughs> games are is to get them really quickly is that you do give them a full game to play that's addictive and fun. And they know, these companies nowadays know that it's all about the presentation that they pay for. They want to pay for hats and they want to pay for you know, skins and cool, yeah, awesome weapons. And, and yeah. Right. And that, that is where that is. That is where this game, as well as the other games that I mentioned, uh, that's where their money stays, not in unlocking more of the game or like some games do, you'll hit a wall where you need more energy, right? That, that the game ends unless you can play there, these there, games. There you is don't an get element. Anything. And I, we've had this conversation so many times mm-hmm. before, but I know that f- for me, like if the question is, between power and presentation that, you know, if you're going to have a free to play type system, um, presentation is definitely the way to go because it's power, yeah. then it's pay to win. 
And you do lose a little bit of that sort of prestige, like back in the day when you would, you know, work on a raid boss or you'd go farm some really difficult to get uh, materials and then you'd craft some really cool looking black armor with dragon spikes on it and stuff. People were like, where'd you get that? And you're like, oh, well, right. you've got to do a thing. It's pretty hard. And uh, And now you don't have that. Like you see somebody with a really cool thing and you're like, oh, they paid for that. They paid for that, and that's that's a little bit of a bummer. But it is. I but mean, the, for the, the the thing when I when I look at these kind of games, I when you're to address that situation you have is the first thing I look at is that this is what uh, stopped me from playing Black Desert Online. One hundred percent was that Black Desert Online had two things that you could wear, and that's about it. Now they had five hundred other things that you could wear otherwise, but they only get two. Now this game. I like that they have a billion outfits that you can mix, mix not outfits, but like armor sets. There's a lot of armor that you can get. And it's not free. You got to like go kill guys to farm the yeah. materials. But uh, yeah, and it's cool. It's there's a lot cool of looking. game in here for for without paying. Yeah. So so what I, I actually went ahead and paid the what's what amounts to it's the season pass. And what's left of it is there's like mm. uh, 30 days left on the pass. And it was $5 for the introductory thing. So I paid $5 and got the, which is basically paying for the upgrade. And it's, while I can. Does it give you access to a bunch of stuff? What what it, not really. All it does is just make the stuff that you get a little bit more. So um, in the game, they have this, this, uh, what's best described as an EXP bar. It's another EXP level. Mm -hmm. And it's called the, the hunt. Is what right. they call it, and and every time when you get to level one, you get a new thing. Like I can get a new, um, some extra gold. I get fifty gold when I hit level one. When I hit level two, I get nothing. When I hit level three, I get like uh, an, an energy boost. Yeah, right? it's like your account hit, level. Yes. So and that's and everybody gets that. But if you pay for the pass. At level, you get all the free stuff that everyone else gets, oh, but you also, stuff. at level yeah. two, you get a weapon skin. Mm-hmm. And, and at level 10, you get a different weapon skin that's that's themed to whatever the season is. So this one seems to be like Egyptian, Pharaoh, deserty kind of theme. It sounds similar to how I've heard the, the Fortnite Battle Pass described. It's yes, like when exactly they do a season, they have a pass you can buy, and if you have that pass, you get you can farm that season's stuff. Like you'll unlock it as you go and play uh, through that season. The <laughs> sort of, it's just like Diablo does that Diablo. Like that's why you go through seasons to get new gear. That you yeah. I mean the, cool. the season, the Diablo season is just gameplay though. There's no yeah, sure. monetization to it. The, okay. the sort of like funny little irony about that to me is that it's really just, a subscription that's optional but yes it's, it's fine like everybody's yes. experience this seems like one of the least um nefarious ways of doing free to play um yep. the other thing i was going to say uh that i noticed i don't think i noticed it when i played it on the switch because i was just doing tutorial stuff but when i installed on the pc and played the first actual game where i got matched with three um random people mm-hmm is that it's fully crossplay? Oh, that is amazing, right? This game is on all four platforms, right? You got PC, yes. PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. 
And they're all playing together. And it's free to play on all those. I have played a couple matches when I was solo queuing and you guys weren't on. But I've played Mm -hmm. at least one match where I had one person from each platform. Yes, for sure. Like, wow, that's... I mean... And it works. There's no, like, messing up. The interface stuff is clearly designed for controllers because everybody... I mean, even, you know, I tried it. I bought a controller and played on my on my pc with the controller i still like the mouse better but um you know it's designed for that but it's still very usable with the mouse and Mm -hmm. you know it's a a pretty simple game like there are a lot of upgrades and items and you run around town and pick up quests from people but that's what you do like you run around town you get and complete quests you craft or upgrade weapons and armor and then you queue into the thing to fight monsters. There's no, like, there's no open world. That's the game. You just explained it. There's That's the no, whole game right there. Yeah. And it sounds it sounds so dumb. When I first saw it, actually, when I said I was going to play it the next day and I went to bed, I was laying there thinking, like, I wonder if that's going to have any substance to it. Because that what you just described is kind of what they said. And I was like, that doesn't sound like enough. But when you play it. It's it. You you mentioned it the most. You you said something like it fits my hots, my heroes of the storm. Heroes of the storm. We can get on and pay for twenty minutes. You know? There there are definitely times, and this is why I very often end up on retail World of Warcraft on an alt, mm-hmm. like a low level, you know, twenties, thirties, forties level alt, mm-hmm. is because I can log on, get on that alt, queue into the looking for group dungeon finder, and maybe I'm gonna run, you know, dead mines or wailing caverns or something. It's gonna take maybe a half an hour but mm-hmm. everybody's so overgeared for everything now that it's pretty much just what we call face roll like it's easy yeah. yeah um you roll through you kill four bosses you you get some loot and a bag of gold and you're done um yeah and you, and you feel you get a little bit even if it's just mats you get something that just makes a little you, bit like, like you have something yeah. to do for a little bit of time and yeah you could do it again and again and play for a couple hours but if you're not sure i mean i've talked about that before in my like do i watch a movie or do i watch one episode of brooklyn 99 and i'm almost yeah. always going to choose an episode of a half hour show right um, right that just like i just want something for a little bit i don't want to commit to a huge block of time mm-hmm. um and this is and this is really good for that. I'm, I do have a little bit of struggle with the like action reflex dodging thing. It's fairly outside of my my capabilities as far as uh, yeah. reflexes go, and that that's a little bit of a bummer. But it is fun for sure. Yeah, I, I had a, last night. I was playing. I was pushing towards a goal, so I was fighting one monster that I had like. You don't have to like you know constantly farm one thing over and over and over again. But I was like on a mission to do a thing, to upgrade a thing. So yeah. I was like, I'm just going to spend the next like four or five fights and fight this one guy over and over again. <laughs> um, and so I, I was playing it, and it didn't it didn't make me get terribly better until the end. What like the last two games I was playing, and the second to last game, one of the guy dropped out, so there was only three of us. Mm. And th- we weren't doing all that well, and I was not geared properly, and I wasn't I wasn't doing well. I wasn't contributing very much, right? Yeah. And and I, we got to the end. The, the monster gets into the enrage mode, and then I die, and you can't be raised. So all you're doing is watching at that point. And then another guy died pretty soon right after me, and we were just sitting there watching this one guy. We're like, well, that was a bust. We're just going to let him die. And he was really good, and mm. the monster was like at half-life. 
at the end of the game. And he was, this guy was not dying. Like he was just right. doing all the things right. And I was like, wait, he is, <laughs> he is just like, and I was, and you could watch him like, cause I was watching his game. Yeah. I was like, it's not that he's way over geared. He's super, he's like, he's dodging when he's supposed to. Oh, he's going. And I could watch him do what he was doing. He's like, oh, he's going for the tail. Oh, he doesn't even try to get a combo. Oh, he just died. He just runs away. I'm like, right. Oh, if I just play this differently instead of the way I think I want to play it. <laughs> right. You know? And then the next, the next fight, there were only two of me and another person queued and then they dropped out and it was just me soloing. I like, I'm just going to die real quick. Mm-hmm. But I did what that guy did and mm-hmm. I killed it. Yeah. And I thought, wow. Okay. I, there's more than my eyeballs or my own mind is figuring out about some things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've encountered that. Uh, yeah. As well. So that, that was it, fun. It definitely was... has a, has a learning curve and a, and a fairly, fairly high skill cap. So that was a good game. We we started playing that one, and we'll, I'm sure we'll be playing lots of other more multiplayer games. But that's a good one. Uh, and the good thing about that is that you can hop in and out. People can come in and like, oh, I'm done, and then I'll someone play else can one match and go. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's Dauntless. It is by Phoenix Labs. Phoenix Labs. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good for it's, them. They it's they free are to play on all the, the platforms. I guess it's all also the on Android in some form. I don't. I yeah. I need to. I need to get some of my other friends who 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 play like Xbox and stuff like that to to play because. Yeah, that yeah. would be yeah, pretty fun. All right. Do you want to talk about our movie? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, this uh, 2020 challenge. Here we are. All right. This week, we are talking about the 1941 Orson Welles classic, Citizen Kane. See. Yeah, it's so classic. That's that's the that, that's mm-hmm. a big. I know you say that a lot for a lot of things, but this is, I mean, square and the black and white classic thing. Yeah, this is the one. Like I'm looking at it. Is is that how the number goes? I don't know. When when people, you know, this is from 1941, so it's what's the math on that? 60, 70, 80 years old almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and everyone in that's dead. Everyone that's in that show and made yeah. that show. Yeah. <laughs> um I I don't think I said this when we did um uh Wizard of Oz, but that is true of that show too. Like the there was one last surviving uh quote unquote munchkin. No. Yeah. Munchkin is the real the real word. Uh yeah. who passed away in like two thousand fifteen or something. Yeah. That that doesn't seem right. Well, something like that. But as of sometime in the last 10 or 20 years, the last surviving person involved Cast in, member. in making yeah. the film. But but this movie has been, you know, for decades after it was made, um, you know, on everyone's at least top 100 list, if not mm-hmm. top 10. It's like the, the, the gold standard of movies. And I don't know if we're going to even try. I don't think we're qualified to, to say whether that whether that holds up or not. I watched this um, sometime around when I took film appreciation, probably. I um, can believe that. <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. one of those things. Um, when I watched it this time, I tried to um, look at it clean. I did yeah. do something. I, I did. Uh, we talked about the VR stuff earlier in the show. Um, I did set this up with the the screen mirroring big screen thing and the and the vr on my phone i watched about the first 20 minutes of it that way 
and then decided that I, it was kind of uncomfortable and the picture wasn't that great and mm-hmm. that that wasn't, wasn't going to really work. Um, what I did do um, is I went and watched it in the other room, the, the quote unquote TV room. Yeah. And left my phone in my, in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go watch this and I'm going to not have my phone. <laughs> uh, because just like watch it like the least uh i guess egregious thing that i do when i'm watching movies a lot is i'll pull up imdb i have the imdb app on my phone because i yeah. constantly want to know this is a game that might you know i grew up with my parents playing you know who's this would, person dad would pause the movie like what's, what's that guy from who's what's what was he in um and so i always want to know i see people and i'm like is this is this of course this movie is so old that there's nobody in it I'm going to recognize from anything. And unless... they make a point at the end saying that the, a lot of these people are all new, never had done anything else. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Which I had forgotten, but that was a, that was a thing too. And I knew that like you guys were still playing dauntless at any point, anything could happen on discord. And then I could get sucked <laughs> get into a conversation and I would be missing this movie. And I'm like, I'm going to give this movie my full 100% attention. Uh, yeah. It's also not very long compared to, uh, like Seven Samurai or 2001. Yeah, some of, some of the, the older, other quote-unquote classics. Other right. older movies that we've seen. Yeah. And, um, it was definitely consumable. And yeah, so I did that. Um, do we... I guess we should hit the bell for this. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know if there's much to spoiler. Not not that it because it's old. It's just that I don't I don't know if there's plot. It's so old and it's and it's a movie with no conclusive ending. So if yeah. if for some reason you haven't seen this and you still want to have a kind of pure experience watching it. Um, you should but, go, but, but really a synopsis of this show tells the whole show. It, it really does. It really does. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to be spoiled, you're going to be spoiled by the back of the, the, the box that you buy it in, you know, there's yeah, probably or the description of what it is. So yeah. Um, I can see the film appreciation. I kept seeing that in my mind the entire time was that like this is this is a film appreciation school movie. I can see all of the reasons why more so than Vertigo. I, I mean, there was a whole sure. lot of use of shadows. I mean, a lot of camera work, but not complex camera work, just like camera work for where it's aimed and how it's looking and straightforward stuff. I kept, um, I kept looking at um orson wells especially but even some of the other characters and except for the guy in the nursing home uh mm-hmm. jed leland yep leland. um like his very old nursing home look left a little something to be desired right but the rest of them were pretty good like i the fully aging? believed and i was like how in the world did they do this like both probably some amount of de-aging but also extreme aging as as you know charles foster kane got into his later years so convincingly like yeah they did that was in 1941 like at the beginning of the war at the beginning of world war one right you know pre-world war one you would think that and i think that probably most movies at that time would have switched characters switched actors right mm-hmm, to, to play mm-hmm. different things this did not this was i did not i had to i did not look at imdb but i did was tempted to think like i thought that they were different actors at first but i, I did know that this was orson wells that did this and i was like that no that is him is the old guy wait 
because I know what Orson Welles looks like older. And I thought that is like what he looks like older. But then he's very young. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Whoa. Wait, what? So, yeah, they they did when all the characters, they did a really good job of aging them realistically. And it could be just it could just be the the medium. The fact that everything is very dark in this movie. It, like very dark. being black and white helps for sure yeah. in doing in doing that kind of stuff. You're you know, you can do things with with the makeup and such that i mean the guy even goes and interviews them all at night or in a dark bar so all of the old examine except for that one guy he's in a brightly lit hallway yeah uh so they they are all in dark shadows orson wells was born in 15 so he's 36 when this is made is that right no Mm -hmm. 26 i can't do math right now on the air that's awesome so, so the plot for those who are still sticking around and haven't got the plot here yet is that it's just the life of a newsprint man who was super wealthy and super powerful from how he came as a kid. He is his movie starts out with him dying, and he says a word rosebud, and nobody mm-hmm. seems to know what that means. So a, uh, a newspaper guy sends a reporter off to find out what rose to investigate and find out what rosebud means. Therefore, this investigator interviews several people in this prominent businessman's life and finds out and then you you relive those moments throughout life yeah these you, different he's tr- they, they start with this little what we would maybe call a documentary but of course this you know has a little bit of a you know oscar bait thing going on where they're they're doing a like newsreel like they used to show news in the theater of yeah. this man's life and everything that they show is like public record kind of stuff it's all very um um what's the word i'm looking for it's it's impersonal it's just like facts and figures and headlines i mean it's definitely a newsreel i mean it's 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 a newsreel so they say we want to know who this guy was and then you get his childhood um so this is the case where we're going to be sort of outlining the story so if you're still with us i'm I'm gonna okay it's making you uncomfortable that we weren't hitting the bell well i don't want to i don't want to spoil the whole plot for people Um, i think the only thing that gets spoiled is rosebud like what rosebud is rosebud but you you get his childhood and his mother is sort of trading him away for his inheritance or something i was a little foggy on those details i think that was when i was messing around with the vr stuff um yeah because this guy wanted wanted to uh wanted part of the money of the gold mine or something like that so he was he was going to raise this kid as for his money. own so so for he's money. raised he's raised by someone who's you know not his parent who clearly raises him in a kind of you don't really get any of that you just get that he enjoyed he his yeah he enjoyed his childhood with his parents and then was sent away and his mother is completely like cold and and dispassionate to him so he has no he has no real comprehension of what relational love is right yeah. for for people to to love each other and throughout his entire life there's really no one that he ever loves in any kind of genuine way um well yes i mean yes right the the the, the key is that he really wants everyone's love but right. doesn't doesn't give love right. right he gives money and time and 
you know, some attention, but mostly money. Like he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to love. Right. And and that sounds very sappy. Like this is a sappy show, but it's not like, it's not a sappy show. It's it's more like he doesn't know how to foster relationships. And, right. and we're using the words love and they do mention love when it comes with his wives and stuff, but it's also with friends and coworkers and stuff. He, he doesn't, he doesn't give relationship. He is not a giver in the relationship. He's right. a taker for sure. And that is his sole thing. So this show is a lot, mainly a, a point about how someone in a relationship or with their relationships in life can be takers. Like that's their nature. Yeah. They even, they're not bad even, people. They just even are very generous people. Like that's part of the thing. They yeah. call him citizen Kane. Like he's the man's man and he runs for governor and, right. you know, is supposed to be this great, you know, sort of philanthropist, but he doesn't, they never talk about him, uh, you know, using his wealth in any kind of altruistic way. He just, he just buys stuff. He just right. buys, buys all this stuff and he sort of runs his newspaper at a loss and, you know, is not interested in any of the other um, um, holdings that his, I did. I did like his comment where the guy was chastising him for losing so much money, and he said, "I'm losing like a million dollars a year." He's like, "Yep, you're yeah. right. I'll end up losing this business in sixty years." Right. Like, That's right. great. Right. I do know that there is some element of this character being a sort of parody of someone. I uh, William say, Randolph Hearst. One I of the say. Hearsts. Yeah. 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 Um, that dude is that dude has a story i mean he's the whole deadwood guy and everything yeah which, which if you remember deadwood this would be his like grandson great-grandson something like that yeah so all the so it's, all the wealth started in gold and then eventually went into textiles and railroads and, right which is which is what this is about is that you know he he's one of the sons of someone who has a gold mine type thing and, and everybody wants that guy's gold so they want this son and this other guy gets a hold of it so yeah, I don't know. It's it's shot well. I will say this: it's shot well. It's got great, uh, an interesting story. It's very it's told very well. It's acted very well, and I was surprised that these were all new actor people, first times, because they did a good job. Um, I mean, it, I have a tendency to try and over like try to look at things in a more academic way and really think about the meta, as we say in mm -hmm. in gaming, but really. I was pretty engaged with this story all the way through. Yeah. Um, you know, which is, you know, something to be said for something this old, right? Yeah. There are not a lot of things like I kept thinking of It's a Wonderful Life, right? Which mm -hmm. is like beloved Christmas story. Like th there are people that don't like it. For me, it's gotten a little, a little tired, but it's still, you know, it's probably at the top of my list as far as holiday films. Um, and that, you know, not to whatever, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a kind of heavy handed, you know, uh, dream, dream world, alternate reality glimpse kind of, you know, it's, uh, it's a Christmas Carol in reverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, with this really, what they call saccharine, like, you know, make you cry, happy ending kind yeah. of thing. Like, it's just a good, solid, feel-good story. And right. this, 
it's not like there's nothing satisfying or feel good about the ending to this, but it's still told in a way that is still effective and yeah. compelling 80 years later. Yeah. I, I, I think that uh, it, it, when it was over, I didn't think it was sad or a bad movie. It was just a life story. Yeah. Right. You just, I mean, that's the big thing is it was just a life story. It's here's this guy and this, you know, you get the story. It was interesting to get the pieces of his life kind of out of order because, I mean, you know me, I I love stories and like Mm -hmm. the concept of storytelling. Like you've got this reporter getting, trying to get this guy's life from different people. Well, of course the people are going to tell him bits and pieces out of order and he's yeah. going to talk to another person and he's going to get something that's further back than, you know, the last thing that the first guy told him. Like, it's going to be kind of a jumble like this. Yeah. And that, that's, I think, the the best part about this movie was that what you just explained is that it was the writing for it wasn't just like the words on the paper. It was the, the story structure was well done. Really? Yeah. Like, really well. That I would say it's it's up to. It's still up to par for like the memento and things like that today that like it's told because you would see I remember seeing when he's running for well hell the very the very beginning when you're watching the newsreel you see a lot of things that are going to you see the whole story basically right. you see the whole movie in the newsreel and then every other person that the reporter goes and talks to which is only like three or four uh, just fleshes out what we already know in the story. Yeah, it's right? like um like last week or the week before we talked about knives out like right. the basic uh the basic outline of the story is given to you at the beginning but there's still one mystery right yeah. there's still what does rosebud mean and yeah which ended up being a silly thing but it's, sure. it's it's not really an answer like i remember reading back when i was in college a thing about the snow globe like the snow globe was a better metaphor for his life than the sled and whatever um but the the real like moral or lesson or whatever of the story is you know that you can't you can't sum up i mean that's what he says you can't sum up a person's life in one word you can't really sum up a a person's life in any amount of words yeah yeah and, and and it was nice it was nice seeing like I said, I wasn't surprised at the ending. You, you, you know, he dies. You know, he dies an mm-hmm. opulent thing all alone. And you know, you you knew all the again. There wasn't anything that was wrong in any story. In some of these things, when you get these different people, it'll be perspectives like, "Oh, that guy saw it, so it's not the real thing." And now we know the real thing because this person saw it this way. It wasn't any of that. It was just every person added more flesh to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, because in everybody's story. This guy over here was not appreciated by his boss. Everybody said that, you know, and right. then when you get to talk to him, he also said that, but it was just more fleshed out about why he was not appreciated by his boss, you know? And yeah. then you're like, Oh, I always knew in all the other previous stories that they did, they had some troubles, but it never really, those stories never went into it, which people do. They don't really know other people's stories. And then when you finally get to talk to that guy, you revisit the life story of this fella, but now understanding this part of his life. So each person was the wife, the the other wife, the um, mm-hmm. toady is what I'd say, you know, and then the, the business friend 
and the, even the memoir from his like pseudo step guardian, as we called him. Mm-hmm. So, so this was very kind of original. This feels original, but original even today is that just here's the story. Let's add another layer and another. Nothing huge or big, just adding flesh to a person. And then by the time that the movie was over, I felt that we got a good example of who this guy is. Yeah. Or as much as we could, as the reporter said at the end. So that, that right. made it a good movie. And why I said, like, it being a film appreciation, I could see that. It makes total sense. Now, you know me, from a standpoint of was it entertaining? I thought it was just okay. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a fun story, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, right. It was just telling the story about this life and this guy's. And, and unlike you, the first half hour, 45, 40 minutes maybe, I was not engaged. Like, I was I was trying to be engaged, but it was sure. so over-the-top corny, and the, the characters were caricatures, and I was I almost wanted to text you right, real, so bad. I'm like, did people really think other people acted like this they they were so over the top and then it calms down at about 40 minutes in right people start acting like real people that's the the thing that's the thing i've heard said about john wayne and i think it's true to an extent of of orson welles like you see i mean we talked about the the aging sort of technology with the makeup and whatever they had available at the time but you believe his transition, like when you see him, you know, young, like yeah. that's he seems pretty. And then as he goes, he gets he gets older and he gets more kind of cane tankers. How did you like the uh, the the famous gif? Oh, the clapping, the clapping. Did, yeah, did you know that, that was, was from good. this? Because I, I did forgotten. not until I saw it happen. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this. I think at yeah. one point I I maybe looked looked up the the movie or something but i i sort of recognized that it was him when i had seen it a couple times i honestly and, didn't know rosebud was from this either so i didn't know that was you know oh i see had you, had you not seen this before at no all? i had not seen this before no. I, see. I see yeah so you wouldn't yeah no the, the clapping thing known. the clapping thing is good it makes the gift better now because like that actually now has a you lot know more the meaning. story behind it it's like he's yeah. he's trying so hard Right, like he, to make it to will his want into existence. He's, there, he's not he's not giving his wife any love, but he's giving her all these other things, like trying to give her what he thinks she wants, so that she'll love him. And it's just not, it's just not working because there's no, there's no sincerity. Yeah, and and he, that clapping there is his like, no, I'm doing everything right from from everything I'm supposed to be doing right here, what I think is everything right. And everybody else around me is saying, this is horrible and terrible. And, and, you know, and he was just clapping because no, I'm going to force this to be right. Cause this is supposed to be right, you know, and good. No. So yeah, that was, that was an interesting part with that gift. The, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I think the movie is just okay. Uh, I appreciate it. Unlike other movies that I've watched before, I'm like, yeah, there's reasons to appreciate it, but I just didn't like it. I appreciate this one solidly. Like this, yeah. all of the reasons to like it and that it's in film school is are, are enough in its own right to give it a six or a seven. Just that minimum, right? And yeah. then the story itself is a nice bump it up a notch, you know, type thing. Cause it's, although there's, it, again, it's not really about the story. It's about the writing, the way it was structured the way it was directed 
the acting mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah, this this is a it's funny. I often think that you should watch more movies that aren't made a hundred years ago to talk about film appreciation. But this is one that I still think should be because it does have things that are very applicable to today's young writers, directors, and actors. You know. Yeah, and I saw that aren't done so much even today. I saw a little bit of maybe, maybe this is just me dreaming, dreaming stuff up, but I see a little bit of Orson Welles influence in Jack Nicholson. Do you? Did you, did you think I like, I got a little bit of Jack Nicholson vibes watching young Orson Welles act. And Mm. I, I mean, obviously he's came before, so the you know the influence goes the other way yeah. i'm like yeah i could see young crazy jack nicholson and watching citizen kane and watching <laughs> like it uh but getting <laughs> getting a little bit of that uh mannerism you know influencing his his acting so i don't know maybe that's just yeah me. maybe the well yeah but so yeah i, fi- final I enjoyed this. On this one it's a it's you know it's very old i think you sort of know what you're getting into if you're queuing up a movie from 1941 but um yeah i think it it holds up and was engaging in a way that i didn't really think vertigo was and i i enjoyed vertigo uh that you know that actually came after this but vertigo had more segments and sequences of uh i don't want to say drudgery but just like Oh, I see what you're doing. It's a little bit just like showing off. Um, yeah. You know, what you can do. You can actually try and that. And that and stuff there one. made me not like Vertigo. Yeah. You know, where this one was doing the things legitimately to to forward what was supposed to be said. Like, I, I'm thinking of one where uh, the guy is angry with his wife after she's she put on this terrible show, which, by the way, the seeking wasn't terrible but anyway i don't i don't really know opera so i don't either but it just you know whatever right um so she puts on this show and she's distraught and angry and upset and he's then he gets angry at her and what he does is he comes and he stands over top of her and he's a big imposing guy and yeah. the, they don't do that from some like ostentatious shot from underneath when making him look gigantic they just, just all a of a sudden dude. put a sh- yeah the thing is, is that they the camera is on her as she's sitting on the ground looking up and this huge shadow blacks out her face and she (laughs) and she moves her face just to the side that's like halfway in the light and halfway in the dark because she's scared of that imposing thing and that was a camera shot that was directed that way and i'm like yeah that's cool that's not over the top like let's drive around town for 30 minutes of the show so i can show how i can do it technology it, it it really furthered my experience of watching that thing and was good um so it didn't ruin you know what i think like some vertigo did for me at least right uh so how did yeah how, how and, did how and, did you think overall you would you this is a crazy one because i don't i don't know what to say, how to answer this here i'm listening to you would you put this in your 100 there's a lot of movies does this fit in for you so. to tell someone they should watch this I think so. Like, you know, maybe if they're being ranked, they're low on the list. But I think if you're embarking on a project to watch a hundred movies, 
like you know me like every every movie on that list should have some kind of justification for being there um and and i think this this stands apart i mean for like i've said several times over the course of this conversation like for the for the age that it is for having been made you know before world war ii like so so long ago um even you know it's out of the out of the silent film era but not quite yet into the you know sort of big flashy show tunes western kind of stuff that was made in the in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. um i mean it's it's really good in a way that you know like we talked about wizard of oz which is like the the structure of wizard of oz looks like just a really really high budget stage play and um you know i don't know other uh, we don't have too many around this time they're all either like plus or minus 10 years i mean even vertigo is 58 that's almost you know 20 years after this mm-hmm. and somewhat ironically has a worse uh it is more problematic in terms of male female relationship dynamics oh yeah but for sure, yeah. um right yeah i mean i think i think it holds up remarkably well it it held my attention i was engaged in the story even sort of knowing the end from the beginning which you know it it gives you in the movie but i'd also seen it before like yeah. 20 years ago by the way um, what the heck is up with xanadu jeez did you see the size of that fireplace he had, they had in there oh that's, my god yeah, that i think that's a, also a little bit of visual metaphor in the sense of like the the palace is just one more thing that he's trying to do to buy her love it's yeah. also a a parallel to some like the actual hearst castle um right that's somewhere right. i've never i've never been well, to but for for me i i'm i'm really torn here because there a hundred first off a hundred movies is a lot of movies right sure. i mean we, we're testament of the last two years of going through it it's a lot of movies so uh, i i to to say it doesn't fit in at least eighty to a hundred, I don't I don't know. I could say that I would take it, not put it in there. Like it it should sit in there or within the top, you know, between fifty and one hundred even. Uh, how could I cook kick this one off when there are other ones? Because it does have it meets all the the good reasons for a good movie and why it's good mm-hmm. and it's inter- like you said it's it shows things and I it does capture it does hold my attention. It's got good things to to do, uh, but. Where does it sit on, if I waited on, is it an 100 entertaining use of time movies? Man, I got to put it like at a five. Like, I don't, I'm not, I, I know this is silly. And I'm <laughs> That's doing a different it, list, but yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I'm I doing it on purpose, but I really in, have a good time watching Beverly Hills Cop. That is not <laughs> sure. Citizen Kane, but I, when I'm done watching, uh, Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy and having a good time. I right. smile and feel good about the last hour and a half that I watched Citizen Kane. I feel like, yeah, that was okay. You know, it doesn't change sure. my life. It doesn't. It doesn't sparkle, but it was fine, right? So where do I put it? I think it would sit in my my hundred list because it has reasons to kind of deserve to other people to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm I don't think that I would still put it on. I'd go out and put it on fire and say, you must watch Citizen Kane. I think that you should watch Citizen Kane. It's a good show, but you don't must have to watch it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That puts it, that puts it 50 above for me, probably. 
I'm I'm looking at uh, IMDb's top uh, two fifty, mm-hmm. and it's just funny what uh, what overlaps there are here between between this and this and and our poster. I've seen more. Oh, trust uh, me, listeners. I'm not going to put Beverly Hills Cop on my top 100. I'm just just want to say that up front. I'm seeing more Studio <laughs> Ghibli here than I than I would have expected. But the the top like Shawshank Redemption is at the top, and yes. then mostly stuff we have on the poster: Godfather, Godfather Two, Dark Knight, Twelve Angry Men, Schindler's List. This movie, incidentally, is 95 on the list, so it's still in the top hundred. Yeah. Um, See that, that? Then I feel I don't feel so bad about putting it in there. I mean. It's number, fine. Number 90 is Requiem for a Dream, which I am glad we're not watching again. That was <laughs> a chore to watch in film appreciation. I do not need to watch it again. Right. Um, well, so, so I don't feel so bad. I mean, I, it, yeah. like I said, it's, it's good for a reason. It might slip into my 100. It could be solidly in my one, 100. But yeah, for entertainment, pure entertainment value of, of we only have so much time in our life to watch things. This one would feel like, okay, if you've run out of the good things, this one's still like okay one to watch. Yeah, I think the is entertaining question is almost harder. Like Oh, sure. I agree. Because it's because it's so Subject- subjective. subjective. Like you can look yes. you can look at a movie like Citizen Kane and say look at the 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 medium of film and how it's executed here and it's you know, I, I sort of overuse the expression masterpiece, but like the the things that you can do in film with light and sound and dialogue um are really done masterfully yeah in this movie yeah I, and and i i agree 100 percent. I, I i should always preface every time we when we talk about this and i say enter, the, the phrase entertaining it, it should always be or have a suffix that's entertaining to me like sure. right like when when i when i'm considering my list and when someone would say what does he think is uh entertaining movies is clearly not going to be entertaining to the next person right or right, maybe right. totally fit someone so when someone listens to what i think has been listening to me long enough knows whether they their likes or dislikes kind of they align kind to, of to a me sense of your taste right then, then that yeah. that would be a, this would be fit in a, a lukewarm area for entertainment mm-hmm. um with that but does not you're right is too subject entertainment is a very subjective thing that you always have to take that with a grain of salt. All right. So we've got a little bit of time left. Uh, wait, no. Wait, uh, we're going to watch it next week. We're watching some, uh, you oh, just mentioned a Studio Ghibli. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to jump the queue because our next movie is Titanic, which seems uh, kind of <laughs> not We don't want things sinking and dying and everything. Yeah. I <laughs> try to, at least for, the, for a couple of weeks, try to avoid the very uh, downer kind of movies. Uh, we're going to jump ahead and watch... Um, spirited away uh yeah i'm 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 happy about this one this is a uh, just because Izaki, it's Studio Izaki. he's a uh, he's one of the greats right yeah yeah i've not seen too many of these studio ghibli movies i've seen this one though it's been at least 20 years ago um well not at least at least 15 years ago we we watch it i think here maybe once a year maybe once every two years i think mm. um maybe a little bit less recently because we did watch it so much and now that Sid is watching a lot different kinds of anime and stuff, I mean, she watches like um, uh, the Castle in the Sky, other kind of Miyazaki right. shows, or, or or anything that kind of stuff, Studio Ghibli stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's more than just Spirited Away, but Spirited Away is a, a great one. If you've not watched uh, anime and I've seen a lot of anime and you're curious about what is so weird about all this Japanese culture, this is a good one to watch because it is weird and it is odd, but it's it's very emotional and heart spoken. And you, you do yourself a good service by watching this this week and then coming back and seeing, you know, discussing it with us in the same kind of a way. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Uh, we're having the season finale of Picard next week, so why don't we save that one? Okay. Uh, what else do we have? I can talk about the new toy that I bought, or well, we could. To- did you watch Westworld? Wrong word. New gadget. We didn't, that we I didn't talk or about we could, Westworld, or we can talk about Westworld. I mean, there's, it's weird. You can't talk too much about Westworld. Hey, before we do that, I want. I don't want to totally kick off or dismiss Picard because there's something I'm dying to talk to you about since I watched it okay. is that this, and we're not going to get into it, but this, this show is or series storyline is so based on AI taking over everything. And yeah. then they straight up have like Sochi in Starbucks outfit, like her, she's got gray on and black. And I'm like, she looks like Starbucks. She just oh, ripped off that- Starbucks outfit. That's funny. I didn't notice. That. Yeah, I was I mean, like, "Oh my god, it's flight just a, suit kind of thing." But yeah, yeah. it looks like a flight suit, and I'm like, um, "Oh my god, it's just okay." How much more overt? Maybe anyway. Okay, so Westworld, we've got two episodes happening now. We're yeah. clued into a little bit about where they might be going with this season. Let's uh, let's hit the bell. This show yep. is definitely uh, spoiler. So we're going to talk about Westworld season three, three. episodes one and two. I can I lead and say that I think that uh, is it what's her last name Thandy is it Newton, Newton. Thandy, is one of the most beautiful women ever. <laughs> I mean, you did this last week when we talked about uh, talked about the other lady, Drive right? Yeah. With, um, well, well, I think Marcus that Mumford's yeah, wife. she. I mean, she is she is a striking actress, and she has powerful roles and delivers lines wonderfully. And then yeah. she is gorgeous, and you're like. Everything about her is just glues you to the screen. And this second episode was based around Maeve and her. And while the first one was uh, okay for me, this one just is like gets me, draws me in. There were stretches of episode one where I, I mean, you know, I watch it late at night. It's not the Mm -hmm. only thing, but where I was falling asleep. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. I'm tired. Drive it across the desert. Well, the the what's the main girl's name? I can't remember her name. Uh, the uh, blonde lady. You know who I'm talking about. The yeah, I I was sure that I had it, and then as soon as you asked me, right? Uh, well, it was she gone. she is her her interesting thing in in one was her this that her change from who she was supposed to be and programmed to be to who she kind of became, and now she's right. just this very one note character. Like this season, she's very like, I am the leader of the revolution, evil robot overlord person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she was that way yeah. for the half of all half of last season. Mm-hmm. And and she so she feels very one note and not interesting. And sure. Yeah. And and Maeve, Maeve has always been interesting again because Andy Newton is amazing. Um, and but we don't they didn't know what they're I didn't know what they were ever going to do with her. Maybe because like, oh, well, they can't take her off the shows because she's so great. But now it looks like they're they're setting her up as the foil to uh, this other lady, which looks great. Like seeing how they those two go head to head is going to be fantastic. 
Did you like uh, the uh, D- Dolores? Dolores okay. Abernathy. Yeah. I'm, I was trying to type quietly, and IMDb was fighting me, like no <laughs> autocomplete of any kind. And then I remembered before I could actually manage right. to type. Dolores Abernathy. Yeah, they they had a good, such a good character arc with her, but her arc is over and done, so it's difficult to to go on. And uh, now, uh, Andy Newton, Maeve's character of Maeve is is so good, and she the the thing I like about her character so much is the um, acceptance of what she, her world that she is in, like. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolores is so, you know, offended and, and hate and full of hate and anger. And so is Maeve, but she's also like, I don't care. I just want what I want and I want my life and my things. And I, and I find that so much more compelling. Yeah. I know. I don't remember a lot of what happened in season two, I think because season one, and really, if you asked me details about season one, I probably couldn't name those either, mm-hmm. but uh, season two, there's a point where I think they even say that in this episode too. Something about some, you know, stuff not mattering because it's not real. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that was my problem with season two. Like, all you know, season one, you go through this mystery of like who is or isn't a robot, who a uh, host, yeah. right. right? And then in season two, you really know who what everybody is and so i'm like i mean i know they're robots am i supposed to really be in emotionally invested in their like you know dramatic story arc like it's it kind of is undercut by knowing by knowing this you know not that whatever yeah. it's what is and isn't life and, and alive and real is you know sort of the whole question it's yeah. it doesn't help that we just watched Blade Runner, you know, mm-hmm. a couple we- couple weeks ago. We're watching Picard, and it's a story about AI. Um, right. I I'm getting burned out on all this talk. About yeah, this. <laughs> I started. I picked up again season two of a show called Humans, which is an alternate present where they have, you know, uh, hosts or synths or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm burned out on this on this genre right now a little bit yeah i I get it it, i mean this this story was good uh you know the episode so far dealing with like whether or not you're in a simulation that's an interesting concept right Um, that that i actually i really like how they dealt with that too is that you know she was she when she figured it out overloading the computer kind of thing was was i mean it's it's still science fiction, but it it's felt plausible. <laughs> it felt, pl- I mean, yeah, simulated reality. Is, but like the overloading the process kind of thing. I'm like, well, wouldn't math really be in yeah, the yeah. same processor as right. the thing? Like you can yeah. get nitpicky with that, but it's yeah. more believable than like you see computer stuff happen on Star Trek. And I love Star Trek, but right. Star Trek exists in a world where computer files can never be copied right right like the program that runs the doctor the emh exists in one place and it can only exist in one place ever like if it moves it moves there and it's gone from where it was and i'm like that's not how files work (laughs) but okay right well narratively i liked i liked the simulation thing because when when it got figured out um it didn't mess around like she immediately knew that she's in a simulation i knew that she was in like when the world starts going wonky like that, she's like, oh, I'm not actually here. I'm in a, I'm a computer ball and, you know, 
someone's programs running it. And I was like, that to me was so cool. They didn't waste like all the emo time on like, oh, what are we going to do? How do we get out? Oh my, whoa. No, it was just like, okay, I got to formulate a plan. Here's what we're going to do. And I got an idea. I'm like, yeah, because that that's cool. That's Maeve's character. She's right. the, I mean, really to an extent, her character is always some variation of the, um, I'm going to say no nonsense prostitute. I'm sure there's a better way to say that. But no, I'm but coming up she is. Right if now. you remember her it's, history, that's what she is, right? That, yeah, it's that like has lived through and seen everything at their worst and has no time for. It's not that she doesn't have emotion, but she's not ruled by her emotion. She's just yeah. seen it all, been there, done that. We're we're going to we're going to move forward. We're going to take the next step, whatever that is. And that's great. I mean, and that's what I love about her character. And and when she has, I mean, no matter what, she is who she is through and through. And I can appreciate that so much in a world where we have to have such complex characters and, you know, could they change and evolve? And like, no, Maeve gets it. Maeve gets a thing and she, you know, like she does not care about humans, right? When at the end, when the guy is trying to convince her to do a thing, she's like, I don't give a flip. I will kill you. And because... I think that you're stupid, right? Yeah. And that's so great. Um, something I, I didn't like, though, is that, okay, season two, which I agree with, I barely remember most, but I do know that season two was, at the end of season one, you get the reveal that, like, the big thing is that uh, the other main guy is is a, is a robot, right? Um, I can't think of his name right now, uh, but he, he's he's a robot. And you're like, oh, my God. So season two is like, who else is a robot? And figuring that that's all season two is. Who else is a robot? Um, and then now season three, they're like, yeah, we're just going to make everybody a robot. Every, everybody that's the main <laughs> cast is now a robot. Because at the end of season two, I was like, oh, good. The security guard guy made it out not being a robot. And then this one is like, oh, no. Yeah, he's a robot. I'm like, Dang, he's, have it. He's a host. Everybody's a robot. So I'm like, okay, fine. They're just going to give us all new villains and all in, of our cast members are robots. In episode one, am I confusing this with a different show? Was there a giant AI computer running everything mm. in the real world? Uh, yes. Actually, it's okay. not running anything. It's running simulations for like theory simulations and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And that, the, that's, the, that's like, when... Like the guy who owns it is a is an heir of the guy who yes, built it. Yes, that's uh, Dolores. Okay. Remember, was trying to be like secretly following, doing a spy thing with him. Yeah, trying to find him, and th- and that's where you see it, like finding the uh, divergences. Yeah, it, it's it's trying to not the YA. It, yeah, it's figuring out all of the. I don't think it's running Delos's stuff. I just think it's it's like the precursor to all of everything. It's a big supercomputer that runs stuff. Right. Okay. Um, I was what actually in, confusing the, the humans. Right. The the second episode was interesting to me because I mean there's a lot of reasons it was interesting, but I kept thinking the whole thing is like, okay, I'm really annoyed here that they're just like, Oh yeah, Delos is going right back to business as usual. They're just at war world now and you know, they're no big deal. They just had murders, and then they explain then it by that it's a simulation. Jokes on you! It's it's a simulation. Yeah. Did you catch the Easter egg? Which Easter egg is that? Uh, for Game of Thrones, I did not. Is there? Oh, oh! <laughs> did you see uh, Dr- uh, Dragon or Dragon? Dragon, the dragon. Yeah, yeah. The dragon's there. And then, if you watch, did you watch the stuff after the credits? I oh, I did not. I didn't the first episode, but I did the second. They do. First, they do a preview of 
the season. Oh, wait, I did. I watched last week's, but not this week's. I need to watch this week's. I forgot they do that. And they do behind the scenes stuff. So around the time where they show the dragon and the guy's like, I found a buyer in Peru or whatever, um, you know, he's going to sell it to. It's clearly (laughs) supposed to be another like the horses. Right. That are that are hosts, not hosts, but whatever. Synthetic. Yeah. Um, But the like the techs who are sitting there in like their aprons and stuff. It's um, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Really? That's the awesome. writers, the writers from Game of Thrones. And they're like, they're like, what are they doing here? Well, they're just waiting to see if they still have jobs or I forget what the line is. It's something like that. And I'm that's like, great. oh, that's funny because it's also kind of a burn on them. <laughs> right. That is funny. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw Drogon, and they actually walk into that next room, and there's like medieval stuff, and I was like, of course there'd yeah. be a medieval world. Of course right. there would be, right? right? Uh, and then there'd be right. dragons, but I'm, of all the places they could have taken them, I wish they would have taken them to like a, a dragon type thing. That would have been super cool, but I get it. Yeah. You know, World War II is fine. I'm glad that they didn't. They, they're not going to subject us to World War II forever. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah. They They talk a little bit about how they recreated that town and did the the stuff freezing um, that was kind of interesting yeah like the blood and yeah. everything that they had to do and um yeah yeah i i, I enjoyed i enjoyed this week's better than the first week because of all the reasons you just said like i was kind of bored with the first week more and, more engaging yeah yeah and it, and and again i put it up to thandy newton i think she is amazing in all sorts of <laughs> factors not just beauty and looks and things but she's an incredibly powerful actor actress and you know, leads she leads the every scene she's in. Yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. Um, so good, good on there. I'm looking for the next one. Have you ever watched a show called This Is Us? Ugh, no. <laughs> <sighs> personal my, reason, personal reasons why I've not watched it. So I see, I see. My um, my sister and brother in law who live in Tennessee watched this show and loved it, and I think that like one of my other sisters watched it too, and. We started it with my parents once, months, maybe over a year ago, and they weren't into it the first couple scenes, and so we just put on Parks and Rec or something. We finally uh, went back to it about a week ago. They watched the first episode without me, and so uh, we started watching it, and it's one of those, like, all these parallel family stories, and it's, it's contrived, but most of the time you don't mind because there's so much, like moving emotional family stuff and stories going on i i messaged my sister that we were watching and i sent her like a a gif of michael scott smiling crying and she's like you guys sure you want to watch this you know do you have enough uh tissues with the you know everybody (laughs) buying all the toilet paper to watch to watch that show right now (laughs) right I I, kind of funny. I think one of the, and we, I can't go into all of the crazy reasons why I didn't watch that. It one it felt yeah, super emotionally funny. heavy, and it was like okay, it definitely yeah, is yeah. And and then um, when it was on the TV, is the room I would walk through the room. It was always like the main dad or whatever was always like super good and awesome, and it was like the like the the one that oh. you always want to root for. And then he has like a fall from grace type thing or whatever, and and I'm like uh uh. Just at that time in my life, it was one of those. I don't, I don't want to have somebody be like, "Oh yeah, everybody who's good has a dark side." I just did not want that message mm. to come across because, like, with relationships, I enjoyed last week when I watched Letter Kenny and talk about relationship wonderfulness, 
is <laughs> they ask they ask Wayne they're like they tell Wayne they're like yeah Wayne relationships are hard he goes no they're not you say you're gonna do a thing and you do it that's right. it. that's all there is and I was like yeah that's right he's like it's not hard you just do the thing you said you were gonna do <laughs> and, and but you watch a show like this is us and it's like all the layers of why it's so complex and hard and complicated and, and it's true <laughs> yes it's more to real life but right just feel, it feels so emotionally taxing. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it definitely Aren't is. Aren't you bad. exhausted after watching that, I would assume? Like, exhausted? Yeah, we we watch one episode at a time, and it's handy to me that everybody is is on Discord playing games or whatever. Or, you know, Sarah has to go to bed early for her work. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's good. I'm going to go down. I think the guys are getting on and playing a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot see watching more than one episode at a time. It's heavy. Heavy, right. Ugh. All right, well, we'll save this other stuff for next week. I think maybe we'll try and get uh, a guest or two on to talk about Star Trek Picard season one. Yeah, we'll I know we've, through... we've got, we've got a couple, couple of the guys that want to are chomping at the bit to talk about it. And, uh, so, and, and we've yeah. kind of put some things off about Picard here and there. We've not talked extensively like we did discovery when it was out so that we can save up for this kind of holistic. A lot of our earlier Picard talks were like, we're not sure yet. We're not sure yet. We're not sure yet. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's one I mean, Discovery was not episodic, um, but the the way uh, Picard is so much more serialized. Like you're you're getting so little of the story all coming together. Oh, it totally it totally is not episodic. By the time you get to the end, that it's really better to just talk about it in its entirety. Yeah, and that's what we're gonna do next week. We'll 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 sit down and we'll talk about Picard and its thing. So if you're not a Star Trek fan, probably not next week is a, a good time to listen. <laughs> but if you are, you know download the next episode because we're going to go at it with this one because i know dennis and i we don't have we don't have competing opinions on this one we have very like different kind of aspects with this and i'm I'm really excited to talk to our guests next week and take some other outside opinions like i said not that dennis and i are different but they're just you know different kind of angles and looks at stuff and we're going to get some other people to to get that too so that'll be a good uh, episode to, to listen to yeah all right, you've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 135. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scully's Movie News and LRM Online. If you like Star Trek role-playing or Star Trek role-playing, you can check out our other show. It is called Klingons and Dragons. That's at KlingonsDragons.com. It is a Star Trek Adventures role-playing podcast. It's not safe for work or children. Nope. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can go to our website, FrontPorchPodcast.com. We have contact forms, comment boxes, uh, the schedule for The 100 Movies, Show notes for the episodes when applicable, or if stuff. you're old, if you're old school, you want to email us directly. You can do that. That address is frontporchpod at gmail If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Spotify, Overcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. Thanks as always for joining us. Stay safe out there, and until next time, I'm Dennis and I'm Michael. For the front porch. Not everybody. See you next time. Thank you.